Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Culture eats strategy for lunch. Content is king. All these are phrases that I've been talking about for years, but with the rise of COVID, they've become more prevalent. My guest today is Carrie Finch, founding partner and president of The Future Factor, and she focuses on getting brands to take on a more active approach to leadership and why content needs to constantly reinvent itself to reach wider audiences. And boy, we talk about that. You know, Don't forget, I say act, content's king, activation's queen, and then context of the kingdom. We'll talk about that in this show. She is an expert in the pandemics. Listen to this, folks. Having contracted swine flu, leaving her in a coma for three weeks and later, COVID-19. She is an expert. Through it all, she continues to be a voice for gender bias in media and raising awareness against gun violence. Carrie, welcome to All Business with Jeffrey Hazel. Good day. How are you? How the heck you got swine flu years ago, then you turn around, wham, let's let the, the magic fairy touch you with COVID-19. That I, co- stuck. I collect pandemics, clearly. <laughs> yeah. Is this good? What do you have? I don't even know you have a husband or maybe a significant come, other. No, just yeah. me. Come the apocalypse. It's me and the cockroaches. We are going to take over the world. There you go. There you go. Well, I'm glad to see you're doing well. I'm glad to see you make it through. I believe I had it. I haven't tested for it yet. I'm going to go get that done one of these days. Uh, but early on, I think I would knock me out for days, knock me out for a number of days. But luckily, yeah, no, no other issues, maybe a slight cough from time to time. So hopefully that's going to go away. Uh, yeah, but, you've you know. probably had it and been through it. Like most people have probably had it and been through it. Yeah. Well, yeah, it would have been was, nice to have known, right? And then we wouldn't have to maybe lock down everybody as much as we're doing. So, I, hey, I, I to, go ahead. Finish. No, I was just going to say that I got mine early. I got mine in early and got it over and done with. I was like, yeah, we've had that, that, that's done. Now I can just move on and focus on, on, on all the other stuff. Kind of like tea. We moved. We have after tea. Then we'll have a proper. We'll have a, a proper gin and tonic later on, and then then later. <laughs> cheers. Yeah, cheers. Good for you. Hey, <laughs> I keep talking about content is king. I actually say content's king, activations queen, mm. but context is the kingdom. And feel free to use that. And I say Thank that you. I'm writing it down it, as you speak. Absolutely. So, and, and what I love and how you came across my radar is that you're creating a series of live casts that focus on uh, creative industries. Do you think this is, uh, this is what content will be looking and moving forward to is more live cast or what do you see as the hot stuff? I think it's, it's very hard to tell because we're all standing on quicksand, you know, what do we know? How do we know what's coming in the next six to 12 months? You know, but right now I think, uh, live cast podcasts, um, anything, you know, that, that is, that is online is, is very powerful. We all want to make connections individually or with through business, you know, and, and we're just looking for different ways to do that. So, um, usually we, we help our clients 
clients, you know, find a leadership position. And that involves a lot of, of um, speaker engagements, you know, around the world. And we help our clients make that, make that successful. And at the same time, we do that for ourselves at Future Factor. And when we couldn't get on stages and we couldn't go out there and connect with people, we decided, okay, what's the next thing? Okay, so we'll look at a series of live casts and it was, it's called Together Apart. And it mm. was focusing on creative collaboration in various different industries and different sectors in terms of creativity. So we, we could get guests from, you know, all over the world, um, but a lot from LA and New York, actually. And we'd focus oh. on performance or we'd focus on music or we'd focus on comedy or um, performing arts. Yeah, it was re- it's been really fascinating. That's, that's, and, and by the way, I think given the fact that we're in this COVID-19 lockdown worldwide and we're all in it together. And so, of course, different pieces are, are starting to peak out and getting out of those digging out of the hole, so to speak. But it's actually forced more people to look at more content and create more content. Right. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the world is changing, you know, so, so fast. And we all know that. And I think that brands in particular are realizing that they have to um, reach out in a way which is going to re- resonate with, you know, the people that they want to to connect with. And how on earth are you going to do that if you can't have, you know, your experiences and you can't go to the movies and you can't uh, go to a music festival? You know, we've got to find other ways to do that. And of course, that means right now it's going to be online. Yeah. 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 Or, or getting, getting back to blowing on an actual birthday cake and then having people eat it, you know, all those kind of things that used to be normal before now aren't so normal. You're not, are you even allowed? I thought it was against the law in the West to blow on a cake. Yeah, I think so. Now it is. I think right now you can't do it. I actually saw a report of a woman who maced a couple who weren't wearing a mask. (gasps) Okay. That's taking it too far. That's a little too far, I think, in terms of your own individual Personal safety. Yeah, I'm not down with that. I'm macing yeah. somebody's. I'm not down with that. Yeah. Well, punching them in the throat, depending on what they're doing. <laughs> it depends, again. But nonetheless, there we go. Punching, would, macing, make, yeah. pick a team. Pick a team. Exactly. Pick a team. So, you know, the other thing I, I think about the content game that I, at least I'm seeing a trend is you do one thing. Like what we do here is we're taping all business. That's our primary. Mm-hmm. But then we're live casting it out to different channels, right? Yeah. And then we're learning how we can keep this as content and repurpose it and maybe even turning it into a TV show. Universal, right. And then universal translations, turn it into blogs all kinds of content. Are you doing that for clients as well, Gary? Absolutely. You're spot on. It's all about repurposing, but doing it, you know, um, artistic, artistically as in, yeah. you know, you've got to, you've got to move creatively. You can't just churn, you know, and what yeah. we always say to our clients is we're here to help you cut through the noise, not to add to the noise because nobody wants, you know, just more noise. So you've got to do it strategically and you've got to, to be aware of what your audience is after. You've got to be, 
um, able to understand, you know, what's going on in culture and society in order to make those, you know, those connections. But I, I, repurposing is absolutely a great idea, you know, and, and because you're not going to, people aren't going to see you just that once. I think you need to hit people more again and again and again so that, you know, they remember your brand and they, rem- they remember to tune into your show, for example, although I'm sure nobody forgets to tune in. Oh, well, of course. So well, I appreciate that. <laughs> talk, about cutting, talk about cutting through the noise. Let me take a quick break. I'll be right back after this. C-Suite Radio. Hey, everybody. We're back. We're live casting right here on LinkedIn and Facebook. Thanks so much for joining us. We, you know, without you, we don't exist. And of course, that makes all of our advertisers happy. It makes me very happy as well, you know, because I love to be able to interact with you and, of course, get your feedback and comments. Don't forget, there's my email. By all means, uh, reach out to me directly. Love to have you involved in all that we're doing here at All Business and C-Suite Network, C-Suite TV, all things C-Suite. And of course, we're this is All Business with Jeffrey it right here on C-Suite Radio. And we're talking with Carrie Finch, she's the founding partner and president of Future Factor. We're talking about all things content. So even before COVID, brands have become more vocal about their stance on particular issues, you know, hot button issues. Uh, Does every brand need to have a point of view or should they? That's a really good question. And I think that um, every brand that wants to move forward and grow should and, and can have a point of view. And I think most brands have a point of view. If, if your mission in life is to make the best blue widget and that's what you do, then you have a point of view and you have a purpose and you are fulfilling your life dream. Right. Most of us don't want to make blue widgets. Most of us want to have a positive impact on the world that we live in. And that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, brands all have to, you know, wave a a sustainability stick or a diversity stick because we're very smart individuals and we're used to um, being um, sold to. And it's all about authenticity. You know, if you can't have an authentic point of view, then it's better not to have a point of view because we can sniff out uh, what's not true. And we all want to be able to trust. Trust is absolutely, you know, fundamental. And if we can't have trust, then, you know, we're in a very bad position. I mean, just see what happens politically around the world. And it's the same for for brands. You know, why do you support or prefer one brand to another? You want to be able to trust them. You want them to resonate with you. You want to see yourself in that brand, or you want to be inspired, you know? Um, So I love it when a brand has a point of view, but it has to be authentic. It has to be true to who, what, why they are. Yeah. And I think that's core to that. And somebody said, well, how do you be authentic? I thought, what kind of question is that? You know, (laughs) you are authentic by being authentic about being who you are, but it does have consequences. All right. You know, I've been saying this for a long time, you know, you need to pick a side. And that's what you're saying as well. You know, yeah. pick a side. And, and I think it's important to do that, but it has consequences. Don't, you know, recently in the United States, the CEO of Goya, which is a, a Hispanic food company, he mm. came from, he immigrated in this country, made a fortune, did really well. He actually said something very positive to, about Trump. And as a result, there are people who are anti-Trump who are now boycotting his products, right? Now, on the other side of that, there are people who are pro-Trump buying the, the hell out of his products. And by the way, wouldn't have been his customers before. 
You know, yes. and, and what do you think about that? Taking a political stand, because I'm I'm OK with it. And 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 even if you I disagree with you on fundamental issues, let's let's give this like Chick-fil-A. I don't know if you ever heard of Chick-fil-A. Yes, I know Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Do you like it? I actually quite like it. Me too. I love a Chick-fil-A sandwich. <laughs> they make a good chicken sandwich. Exactly. Now, but their founder is anti-gay marriages. Okay. And, and there was a lot of controversy. So that, listen, he's entitled to his own freaking opinion in this country, right? I think that it doesn't mean I'm going to stop buying his sandwich. I'm going to buy his sandwich. Okay. Yeah. Cause I like a chicken sandwich, right? It depends how you are, uh, how you activate yourself and how you yeah. personally take action. You know, it's not all about being done to by a brand. I personally don't like it that the man has, is out there with a particular perspective and a viewpoint that I don't agree with. You know? I totally agree with you. Does it mean that I will never eat another Chick-fil-A? I don't know. I don't yeah. know, but I do not agree with the man. But it's yeah. interesting. So, for example, Nike, uh, when uh, Colin uh, Kaepernick took a yeah. knee, and right. then Nike, people started banning Nike. And, and <laughs> burning Nike shoes and buying Converse, the fools, Does it, you know, it's the yeah. same company, basically. So that made yeah. me laugh. But, but, yeah. but you know, the, uh, was that a shrewd, was that Nike being shrewd and calculated? I don't know. It came across as a very authentic um, episode, you know, as, a, as an authentic action. And actually, they've done very well out of it. On the flip side, you know, uh, uh, Nike isn't known for its uh, diverse and inclusive board for example mm -hmm. does that mean that i won't buy nike ever again it, it, you know it, my it, opinion they're they're better off focusing on those kinds of issues issues that mean really truly mean something all right mm -hmm. and i'm not saying that the colin kaepernick thing doesn't mean something it, without question it means something the issue is are, are they entitled to their opinion and in this country and and I think for the most part in the UK, we have such thing as a freedom of, of speech and freedom of press and freedom of lots of different things. And so you're, it, it isn't about that I'm going to agree with you, it's at least that we come to an understanding. And why Kathy Truett or Truett Kathy might make that decision for him personally and how he does it. And by the way, I don't like that he's not open on Sundays either, but he believes that's the day of rest, you know, and he doesn't open on Sunday. By gosh, I wish I could get one, but I guess I'll have to buy it on Saturday. Are we and back then to microwave it on Sunday. again. Yeah, we're back. You're, you're obsessed, man. You're obsessed. <laughs> but what I need is a good buddy sandwich from the UK. There we I go. I get it. I get yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. I actually live in Amsterdam, so it's it's oh, um, well. ham and cheese and and, pin, and peanut butter sandwiches. Yeah, there you go. You know? There you go. Uh, yeah. It's a tight, it's a very refined diet. Um, <laughs> Uh, but, you know, what I think is, is, is interesting is that this raises debate, you know, uh, and it raises issues and awareness and it makes, and it makes people question brands and it actually forces brands to question themselves. And I think brands yeah. need to be braver. I think brands need to look inside. We all, in all our companies need to be braver to look inside and say, oh gosh, I made a mistake or interesting. I need to learn from that perspective that I see, uh, out there you know on social media i think totally. the more open debate is fine but it has to be respectful and there's yep. too much hate out there sadly yeah. and and that's where it becomes complicated
Right. I mean, I can tell you from your bio, there's things that you and I would not get along with, but I find that I would Come get on, along with one. you. Just, Come on, no, name I one. I would, I would, I would get along with you just swimmingly, meaning we would have good conversation. Our thing isn't to get each other to agree because we're not totally going to agree, but to understand. And that I pledge that I would do. And speaking of understanding, let me take a quick break. I'll be right back after this. C-Suite Radio. All right, everybody, we're back. What a lively discussion that we're having all about being authentic and what it means and what are the consequences to your business. There are always consequences, no matter what action. You know, we know that in physics, where you push one thing, it's going to pull on the other. I know when I was a kid on that, I would teeter-totter. I don't know what they call it, teeter-totter, carry over in the UK or over in Europe. Seesaw, seesaw, same thing. And you sit on one side, something else got to give on the other side. That's the way it works. And you need to understand for every action, there's an equal or, or greater reaction to matter what you do. So we're talking about that. You brought up something earlier, which I am so passionate about, and that's the gender bias in media, gender bias in business that we see today. Um, what do we got to do to make it get to some level of parity or greater? It, wow. What a question. How long have you got? Um, <laughs> I think what we need to do is education. And I think that yeah. needs to start at the youngest, youngest age, because if people aren't growing up, if kids aren't growing up understanding that there's absolute equality between the sexes, they turn into teenagers, they turn into adults, and then they're within a system which is bust already. You know, the system is bust. Um, So I think it's all about education. It's about acceptance and belonging. And it's, you know, I I don't ever want to bang the, you know, I don't need to dance my mother's menopause and share the talking stick and, you know, uh, get woo-woo. Do you have a talking stick? No, this is the point. No, I I, I, I don't think I need one. Um, Uh, But, you know, actually, there comes a point when, you know, I I, I represent She Says, which is an organization to empower women in business. And there are many, 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 many chapters around the world. And I I, um, lead the one in Amsterdam. And I do it because it's about sharing experience. And it's about sharing uh, insights and, uh, and hopefully putting people together that jar or come from different backgrounds because it's about learning and just hearing it's about active listening and 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 there needs to be a certain amount of respect so you know I, i i think it's about debate i think that there should be more women in the boardroom there just has to be equal women in the boardroom i do not understand companies who say well within the next five years we're we're aiming to have 20 percent or 30 percent women it's like what's wrong with 50%? What, what, yeah. Where are you? Or, or if you're reflective of your audience, 51%, because 51% exactly. of the world is women. You know, it's not yeah. that women want more, or at least I don't want more. I want equal. I don't want yeah. more. I don't want less. I just want equal. Mm-hmm. And um, not everybody, you know, I'm pretty strong-willed, but there are a lot of women out there that get horribly exploited and get horribly yes. misunderstood and get horribly... Um, uh, unaccepted, you know, they're not able to get on because of, you know, where they live or the social situation that they are born into. But the education I think is critical. I have two young granddaughters, three and five. And, and when I see them 
and I have the chance to talk to him, I'm always saying things rather than saying, listen, when, when, my, my, when, when I was growing up and my sister, we'd talk about her being a hairdresser or her right. makeup or those kinds of things. Cause that's what we were taught. That's yeah. the socialization. I now say, you're going to make a great CEO. Yeah. You're going to make a great entrepreneur. You're going to make a great president of the United States. You're going to make a great astronaut or, you know, that's the things I talk to them about because yeah. I want, I know that, that, you know, this is imprinted on them very early. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, that's a brilliant thing to do, you know, and it's like, instead of telling them they're pretty, tell them they're smart. I uh, and totally t- and tell them how brave they are. They are, pre- they are pretty. They of are. Of course, pretty. they're pretty. Yeah. Look, yeah. They're, 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 they're from your family line. Of course, they're pretty. <laughs> but you're right. You need to do those things. And I do say they're smart. And we talk about those kinds of things. Oh, you're so intelligent. You're so this and this and this. You know. And I think that's important. What, how should how should an executive help to do that for a? How should a male executive help to do that for a female executive? Uh, what do you mean in the same company or, yeah, or in terms, well, I always believe that it's, it's incumbent for us that have made it to the top to always send the elevator back down for everybody. Else. Absolutely. That I totally okay. agree with that. So Absolutely. what should I be doing for female executives to do a better job of helping them get to that level that I'm already at? If you're not, you know, if firstly, I think it's about see it, be it, you know, you can't be it mm. if you can't see it. So I think people need to um, experience one way or another, whether it's through coaching or mentoring or education, as we've already said, you know, but that people need role models. And yeah. if you don't have role models in your company, find some Put them. Put your younger uh, execs who happen to be women on uh, on coaching courses, on mentoring courses, so that there are there are role models out there who are ex- accessible to them. I think that's just one simple place to start. Um, yeah. Can Lions, for example, um, you know, in the creative industry, Can Lions run a See It Be It program every year, which is about helping the uh, the younger generation rise up through the ranks, through education and access, access to incredible women who've made it to the top in the creative industry and in brands. And I think something like that is great, a see it, be it program. So we have to champion. We have to have men who champion. You have to we, champion. We need to do because that. Because men have to hear it as well. It's not, it's not a women's issue. It's an yeah. everybody's issue. It's... Yeah. You know, men can be advocates just as much as women can. It's an it's an equality issue. It's not it's not either or. It's and and. Yeah. Last question that I have for you is around. There's so much. Everybody's saying there's so much content. There's so much moving at warp speed right now. How can a brand really cut through all the noise? You know, break through the stuff. So I don't have to talk about COVID. I talk about my value propositions. I talk about things that are more important in our brand in terms of a promise delivered. So what can I do to, to help drown out the noise and cut through that? I think right now, what is, what is working for brands is that they're doubling down on, on, you know, looking within and finding out what's, what they're strong at and what they're best at and who, what, why that brand is. It's about finding your, and, and, uh, you know, shaping and sustaining a clear articulated Mm. voice. You know, it's the brand voice. It's not the product voice, you know, don't rely on selling product, rely right now, invest in how do I, as a brand, 
help people understand what I'm about. How do I come to life for individuals? You know, and that's what we focus on at Future Factor really is, 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 is helping that come to fruition. You know, it's about knowing who you are and being able to articulate those different stories to, you know, the publics that you want to meet, you want, you know, fans, consumers, audiences that you need to connect with. I think that's what it's about. It's about know thyself. Mm, I think that's spot on, knowing yourself. Once you've centered on yourself, you know where you're coming from and you're what we would say grounded. You're grounded. Yeah. The brand is grounded. You can really lay a solid foundation to really build from. Absolutely hey, Carrie, that. And what a pleasure to have you. Carrie, we're talking with uh, uh, Carrie and uh, Carrie Finch, and she's the founding partner and president of the Future Factor. Check her out. She's out of the Amsterdam, as we've heard, but that UK voice gave you away right there. <laughs> Nonetheless, good to have you on here. By the way, what's your favorite football team? Oh, God. I have to say West Ham because that's where my dad's from. He's from the East End of London. So it's West Ham United. I, They're not I very good. That- they're not, they're very not very. They're not very good, but they're good <laughs> Eastenders. They're good. They're good Eastenders team, and I'm glad that you you supported your dad. That made that that was impressive. That was impressive. Thank you. He well done. Me. Well done. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for joining us right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hayes. It's been a pleasure. We'll see you again soon. We'll let you go. Hey, at the end of every show, I like to talk about what I learned, and I talk a little bit about that in the episode. But I also loved what she said. See it, be it. See it, be it. How about we see it, be it, do it. Uh huh. You know, um, I like that. So see it and do it. So you see something that's not right, fix it, get it to where it needs to go, do it, but make it happen. That's the biggest thing. An idea without implementation is only air. Talk to you later. Thanks so much for joining us right here on C-Suite Radio. And this has been All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Don't forget, tell your friends. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Brought to you by C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.